Hey guys, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. My name's Danny. I'm the producer of Loud and Queer. I am a 23-year-old bisexual non-binary person whose pronouns are they, them, or he, him. And this afternoon, I have a very welcome guest in the studio with me who is a 25-year-old uh, person who will be turning 26 on Thursday and her pronouns are she, her, and she's bisexual, and her name is, of course, Lindsay Green. Hello, Lindsay Green. Hi, Daniel Hickey. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No, uh, you're more than welcome. And we're, the reason that we're having a chat today is quite sad, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I thought to maybe kick off our chat, if you maybe wanted to tell the folks what it is that you do here at SIN. Well, for the past three years until today, I have been working at SIN both part-time and full-time. For the first two years I was working at SIN, I was here three days a week working with all of SIN volunteers to support them to produce the kind of content that they were making. And then for the past year and a bit, I've been here doing the same thing full-time. So working with all of SIN's young people, uh, if they want to make a podcast or they want to make a radio show, helping them kind of work out their ideas and supporting them to make them happen. And you've definitely been a massive support to all the volunteer base here at SIN. And are there particular maybe shows or episodes or projects that you've helped out with that you feel most proud of? I think the one that I'm most proud of is a project that I've been working on this year called the Podcast Incubator, which is kind of my little baby. So it started early in 2018 when I applied for a couple of grants to help support this project. The project was designed to help a small number of volunteers at SIN produce high-quality podcasts because I noticed that although a lot of SIN volunteers had great ideas for podcasts, a lot of them struggled to actually make them for a large number of different reasons, partly because it is a lot of work to make a podcast by yourself as a young person for the first time. So this project, we won the two grants that I applied for and this project enabled us to recruit uh, a small group of volunteers to make great podcasts. Uh, We were able to pay them a small amount of money to support the production of the podcast. We paired them with mentors who gave them advice and helped them with it. And now three of the four podcasts have been launched. The fourth is on its way. And yeah, that's probably something that I am most proud of. And it's such a fantastic project, I believe, the Podcast Incubator. And I think the people who were part of that were especially lucky because you yourself are a you're a podcast creative and did you maybe want to tell the folks at home the podcast that you work on? Yeah, I make my own podcast called People Movers and the purpose of People Movers is to highlight the impact of escalators on everyday life. So in each episode, I try to find someone who engages or doesn't engage with escalators in a particular way, an interesting way. And so I've spoken to a wide range of different people who use escalators in a different way to probably the way that most of us use them. Did you find that you were consider yourself quite knowledgeable about escalators before you began People Movers? Maybe slightly more knowledgeable than the average person just by virtue of being so curious about them. So I just started noticing them a lot more. And then as I started paying more attention to them, I had more questions 
and I never really answered a lot of the questions that I had because I found that the actual mechanics of escalators is pretty boring. So that's why I've tried to find people who have interesting stories about escalators. Uh, So although it started as a curiosity, like why do escalators work the way they do, that's actually not the most interesting thing about them, in my opinion. Okay. And your reason for beginning people movers, was it more uh, geared towards an interest in escalators or more geared towards trying to make quite an original and unique idea for a podcast? Yeah, a little bit more the second option. So the reason why I started making the podcast was to get a job making podcasts, which has actually worked out quite well because that's the job that I'm going into next. So. Yes, we're going to be getting into that in a second. <laughs> so it's a little bit cheeky. Yeah, I a couple of years ago, I decided that the next thing I wanted to do in my career was to produce podcasts and I figured no one's going to hire me to make a podcast if I don't already know how to make a podcast. So the fact that I started paying attention to escalators at the same time that I decided I wanted to make a podcast was a bit of a coincidence, Uh, but it's worked out. And I think that by choosing such a silly topic, it's definitely set me apart in what some people might say is quite an oversaturated market. Yeah. And funny you should say that because we obviously follow each other on Twitter and we always like liking each other's things. And I remembered a a particular quote that you tweeted, uh, or I think you were quoted on Twitter when you were at AudioCraft, which is a podcasting festival. And your quote was that podcasts can be silly and small and hopeful, and that's okay. And I feel like that was a really nice sentiment to kind of encapsulate your creativity because People Moves is very informative and well-researched and well-structured and everything, but it is also like a little ray of sunshine as well and like a bit of fun at the same time, I guess. And very excitingly, you've done one season of People Movers and we soon will be having season two and you're also going to be diving into elevators as well in this season. How long were you working on season two for? Uh, Well, the fun thing with working independently on a project like this is that you are your own boss but the only downside of that is that you're also the only one working on the project so I try to find as much time as I can to work on it outside of work and on the weekends um, but that's not a huge amount of time so I am slowly chipping away at the next few episodes. I recorded all of them in advance uh, because that's probably the hardest part so now I need to go through and uh, put them into episodes that are more interesting to listen to. So I've got two episodes out at the moment working on the third one now and then there'll probably be two or three to come after. Okay. And if any of the listeners do want to keep up to date with People Movers, you can find it on Instagram at People Movers Podcast. And what we're going to do now is I want to play a song for Lindsay. And I know, Lindsay, you're a huge Missy Higgins fan. Huge. Huge. And (laughs) Missy Higgins, being a member of the queer community as well, I thought, why not and support local talent? So, Lindsay Green, did you maybe have a particular Missy Higgins song in mind? I think her number one banger that we can't go past is Scar. 
Ska, yes, absolutely. So we're going to spin that now, and then when we come back, we're going to have a little bit more of a chat about where Lindsay is off to now. But you're on Loud and Queer with Danny and Lindsay, and this is Ska by Missy Higgins. And that was Scar by Missy Higgins. You're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin. My name's Danny, the executive producer of the show, and I'm also joined by Lindsay Green. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on to Loud and Queer this afternoon. For anyone who wasn't listening before, Lindsay Green is the content manager here at Sin, and she is sadly now moving on. Uh, Lindsay, do you maybe want to explain where you're going off to now? Yes, I am about to move states. I'm moving to Sydney in a couple of days to work full-time producing podcasts. So my official title is podcast producer. That's so exciting. And because before we were speaking about the fact that you also have your own podcast series, People Movers, and to now be doing full-time work in that field, I imagine you must be very, very, very excited. I am. It's a bit surreal that this thing that I have been working towards for such a long time, working on outside of work and on the weekends, someone is like going to let me do it full time and pay me for it. It's a bit mind boggling, but yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And what are your feels on changing states and navigating a new big city? I am so excited. I didn't grow up in Melbourne. I've been here for seven years, but didn't grow up here. I grew up in northeast Victoria. So I am not necessarily that attached to Melbourne as people who grew up here probably are. So because I didn't grow up here, Melbourne doesn't feel like home to me. So any place that is not northeast Victoria just kind of feels like another place that I'm living in. And I am really excited to move to a new place. I really love Sydney, so that really helps. And I am just super excited to get used to like the quirks of living in a new place. To be honest, the thing that I'm most excited about is (laughs) taking the train and figuring out if I will sit on the top level or the bottom level of the train because in Sydney their trains are double-decker. So I don't know. I am going up a week early, so I'll need to road test the top and the bottom level and see which one I'm more comfortable with. But to be honest, that's that's probably the thing that I'm most excited about. (laughs) And do you think, is there any chance that Sydney might overtake Adelaide in your ranking of Australia's best city? I don't think so. I love Adelaide for how quiet it is, a small, compact, very walkable, uh, a very walkable city centre. And Sydney is great. The weather's great. Uh, It's very beautiful, but it's also really big. A car would be really useful. And there are a couple of things that Adelaide has on Sydney that I don't think it can compete with. Okay, okay. And also, being this is loud and queer, I wanted to see if through the work that you've already done or the the podcast work that you're going to be doing in Sydney, do you feel like in your work your queer identity informs that work much? Uh, I think certainly at Sin it has. Uh, I think a great thing about Sin is that it introduces you to a really wide range of different people with um, various intersecting identities that maybe you wouldn't interact with in an environment 
that was maybe a bit more corporate or a bit more uh, maybe a bit more specific. I think something that's great about SIN is that a whole range of different people come to SIN for a whole range of different reasons and by virtue of being so broad and so open, the kind of people who come through are very different and I think being in a role like mine where you're engaging with young people all the time from various different experiences and backgrounds, you need to be quite aware and empathetic and conscious of everybody else's identities and also how yours might impact on how you engage with other people as well. Uh, So I think definitely my experience with sin has made me more more aware, more conscious. Yep. And I guess with yourself, with your intersexual identity as uh, a young queer woman, do you feel that in creative content there is a, a, a need for more intersectional representation? Yeah, certainly. I think in all content that, sin creates I would love to see a I guess probably a more more diversity across the board um, not necessarily sidelined into specific shows um, but more like more diversity shown across the board yeah yeah I I would like it to be commonplace for all other shows at sin to celebrate diversity without that necessarily being the focus of the show um because i think in any area of life it is if it is sport or news and current affairs or uh politics or music especially music and arts and culture which are all genres of shows that are represented at sin within all of those communities and all of those interest groups there are people who are involved in those communities or who engage with those communities who are queer uh so the interview guests and the musical guests and the culture is out there. Uh, so I think finding it and promoting it is, yeah, really important and something that I think I would like to see Sin sound like and look like in the future. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. And I myself as a volunteer here at Sin, I absolutely adore being part of Loud and Queer, but I'm also very lucky to have presented on other shows here. And so when, for example, right now I'm presenting on The Hoist, which is our local music show, and whenever I do that, I try to always have people, artists who represent my community, the queer community, but I also endeavour to show a wide range of people who we have living here so that those voices do get played on on the airwaves and i think what you said is such a such a such an important thing to bear in mind is that whenever you are creating content it is important to if you yourself i guess fall into a minority to celebrate that through your work but also to be aware of the other intersectional identities that exist and how you can best celebrate them as well yeah, exactly. I think if you're I think if you have an idea of the kind of art and culture and uh radio and whatever it is that you like and that's the only kind of media that you engage with um and that's the only kind of media that we're providing for you, then you're losing out on 
an enormous amount of different perspectives um, that I think could not only make your consumption of art and culture and media so much more richer, but also probably teach you something as well. Yes. And I guess we got quite intellectual then, but another fun quote that I found on your Twitter about podcasts, which I really think is a a very wholesome message to drive home as well, is that you are quoted on Twitter as saying that my favourite podcasts are the ones that make me feel like I'm catching up with old friends, which is such a lovely, lovely sentiment. And I think on that sentiment, because today, this afternoon, two old friends catching up. It was very lovely. I want to say to you, Lindsay Green, thank you so much for all your support since me joining SIN. You've been incredibly, incredibly supportive and you've pushed me to, to learn and grow so much more over the past two years. So thank you so much for that. No, thank you so much, Danny. I feel like I think that a lot of my... Uh, motivation and energy and inspiration um, comes from working with volunteers who are so committed not only to sin but also to their craft as well because particularly the kind of role that you do, Danny, and the kind of volunteers that I mainly work with are the volunteers who have a weekly commitment that they need to show up to every week um, in addition to probably studying and working and doing a whole range of other things and it's really hard to volunteer your time for something every single week um and you're also good at it (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) um no I think that I yeah I'm just enormously grateful for being able to work with everyone that I've worked with at SIN um yeah I'll certainly miss it a lot but I will subscribe to the podcast and make sure that I continue to listen. <laughs> Bless. But it's a good point that you say, that, like, we do all work very hard, but I think, especially for me being part of Loud and Queer, and like I said, having support from people like you at SIN, it's created an environment for me where my queerness is celebrated. So that pushes you along and encourages you to, to keep working on the projects such as Loud and Queer or whatever other projects it might be here at SIN. So you and the other staff members and the other volunteer base here at SIN are th- to thank for that. So once again, thank you. Um, and I guess for any of our listeners, if they want to keep their eyes on Lindsay's projects, you can obviously, like I said before, find People Movers on Instagram at People Movers Podcast. And you can also follow Lindsay on Twitter for some hilarious tweets, which I absolutely love. <laughs> so that's at Twitter at Linz J Green. That's capital L I N D S, capital J, capital G R double E N. Lindsay Green, thank you so much for coming on Loud and Queer. And I want to wish you all the best in your future career. I'm sure you're going to smash it. Just as hard as you've smashed (laughs) everything that you've already done and hopefully we'll still get to see you every now and then when you come down to Melbourne. Uh, Thank you so much, Danny, for being part of my journey. Thanks so much for having me on today and all the best.